you know when you're working a night shift and it's 3 a.m. and it's like, are we drunk or delirious? I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. And you're listening to Drunk or Delirious, a night shift podcast. room and you don't want to wake them up with the bright overhead lights but you need to turn on a light to see what the hell you're doing now there's a solution you have to try lumify's unite light i love my unite light seriously a game changer if you work the night shift like we have for years it's super small and clips to your scrub top has three different color settings and emits enough light to illuminate your workspace check iv sites vent checks honestly you name it in the middle of the night the Unite Light was created by healthcare workers, our amazing friends Jen and Anthony over at Lumify, for healthcare workers. You can get your own Unite Light or anything in the Lumify marketplace for 10% off with our discount code DODPODLUMIFY. That's D-O-D-P-O-D-L-U-M-I-F-Y to get 10% off your order today. Action. Here we go. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, take two. Take two. Here we are. Happy yeah. Thanksgiving week. Oh my gosh, I know. It is How Thanksgiving was week. How was your <gasps> medventure meetup? Oh my gosh. It was we had such a good turnout. It was super fun. Um, pretty fucking overwhelming trying to get all the food ready, but um, so yeah, I hosted me and Kayla, another um, medventurist and fellow traveler in Denver, hosted a Friendsgiving this past Saturday, um, and we were going to have it at her apartment, but then like so many people kept RSVPing on the Medventure app for the event that we were like, we like need an actual space to do this. So we did it at... Um, the bar that's like right down the street from my house, which was awesome. <laughs> um, and I love supporting them as well because they're just an amazing um, team and really good mission with their with the company. But um, yeah, so Medventure sent us like games and a ton of stuff, and then mm-hmm. Lead Lead Health uh, donated or like supplied all of our food. Um, so incredible. shout out to Lead. Um, because they bought us two like full feasts from oh. um, Whole Foods, oh my like gosh. an absurd amount of food. Like we absolutely could have probably done with one, um, because yeah. we had another like the turkey. We had two full turkeys, two like huge hams, and then there was green beans, um, butternut roasted butternut squash, um, mashed potatoes, stuffing butternut squash soup, rolls, cranberry sauce, gravy, like, I feel like I'm missing something, but like there was so much food and we got to pick it up. We have to, we, Kayla and I had to go pick up our respective feast. Like we each took one of them from Whole Foods and it was so much food to like heat up in my tiny kitchen. Like we didn't expect 
the sheer volume of it. Oh, creamed spinach too, which was like mm. a little strange. No one really ate that. Um, it tasted good, but it was just like not a common thing for it's people like a to random, get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had to like fully heat through the turkey, heat up the ham, and then you there was like different times that each different item needed to be heated up, and they didn't oh come in big trays. It came in like little containers. Okay. Like each thing was in several little containers that we had to then like get big aluminum trays and like transfer oh it all into there. <laughs> it was a like lot. You it all yourself because all yeah. that work. Of it was like a out. lot more effort than we thought it was going to be. And then we yeah. had to transport all of that to the bar. Um, <laughs> but it ended up being really fun. And then a group Good. of us went out um, to some bars afterwards too. Oh, fun. Yeah. How many people total? Uh, over 30. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah, shout out to Lee. That's incredible. And I think they they gave food to like all of the Friendsgivings that Medventure had, mm-hmm. right? They so did. Like, that's so much money. St- yeah, because a freaking feast from Whole Foods is like $400 a feast. That's so generous of them. It's very like s- amazing. Amazing. Um, So if you can take an assignment through Lee, do it. And download the Madventure app. Um, they are just such incredible human beings. And a lot of people that came to this meetup, it was their first meetup ever. And they were super nervous. Oh. And now they're like, oh, awesome. Like, they, like, feel way more comfortable going to more of them. So, um, yeah, it was really cool. Um, I'm glad I did it. And because I was nervous, too. I don't know. I don't know anyone. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> just just here um yeah it was a blast I was dead yesterday but um yeah we're back how was your weekend it was good it was like a lot of socializing um Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had Nina's like bachelorette bar crawl on what day is it I guess that was Saturday Yeah, yeah on Saturday and that was super fun because we went out in Southside which is like it's like where we used to live in college and like a little bit post-college. So I haven't been back since I left Pittsburgh the first time. Um, And it was fun. It was fun. It's like supposedly really sketchy now. And everyone says that it's like a lot more violent and stuff, but we were there early. Like we went at like two o'clock and Mm, then we mm -hmm. left at 11. So I feel like we didn't see any, it wasn't like that, Um, but we had a great time. Um, And then yesterday I had my friends giving with just like my friends from, from Pittsburgh and everything and it was fun everyone brought it was like a potluck style so everyone that's brought awesome something. yeah and it was fun everyone had a good time lots of wine was consumed so I was telling Emily right before we got on I was like I'm still in my pajamas and it's 7 35 p.m here but you I know, literally just one of those days. <laughs> yeah no yesterday I put on sweatpants and my Patagonia like literally right when I woke up and that I is what I wore all day long like, why bother changing if I'm not leaving the house? No, I I was so fucking dead. Ugh, yeah. yeah. Well, this is going to come out after Thanksgiving, so hopefully everyone had a great Thanksgiving and you're yes. uh, snagging some Black Friday deals today. <laughs> well, today we're going to talk about The Good Nurse, the movie, but real quick before we start talking about that too. I just wanted to like acknowledge the shooting that happened in Colorado Springs. Yeah, I wanted um, to talk about that too. Yeah, and that I know that's like it's so close to home for you too. 
but have mm-hmm. you ever been to that club or do you know what that I haven't is? been to that club um club Q in Colorado Springs um and if you don't know I don't I don't know how you don't know but if you don't know <laughs> um, there was a mass shooting on Saturday night um and five people's lives were taken and I think like at least 20 other people were injured um and it's it was a horrifying a targeted you know mm-hmm. it was a hate crime against the lgbtq plus mm-hmm. community um and like i have seen some stuff about it but like i feel like not as much as others other shootings and um there hasn't been as much released about the shooter but it's definitely um there just was actually um I was reading an article at work. Hold on. Um, well, at least not about the shooter, um, but they did identify all five victims um, this afternoon. And um, it's just like, they're just sweet babies. Like, it's just so, like, seeing their pictures is. Yeah. Um, just so innocent. Heartbreaking. It's like. their lives, you know. It just doesn't, I just don't fucking understand, like, just, why, why, like, I don't know, I don't even know what to say about it, like, it's just really awful, and, like, why do you have to just kill innocent people, like, because you don't agree with who they love? Yeah, like, they're not doing anything, like, they're not even doing anything. Anyone. like just enjoying their night out yeah like it's so horrendous yeah it scares me like having a transgender sister a lot mm-hmm. just because i mean luckily i mean i don't know is it lucky or not but i was gonna say luckily she doesn't really that's not really really her scene like she doesn't really go out i don't think like that but it's also like does she not go out because of the world we live in like i don't know but it's just scary because it there is. are hateful people out there you know, it's just scary, but, um, yeah, rest yeah. in peace to those victims, and it's just horrendous. Yeah, and, um, I think there are several ways if you want to, uh, donate to their families, um, you can go to the Colorado Healing Fund, that's the official site for donations for them, um, so, if that's you feel so inclined to donate and try and alleviate their financial burden during this time yeah it's like the only thing we can do Mm -hmm. it's america Um, this is the world we live in and like i shouldn't be like it's sad that i shouldn't be shocked that this is happening you know like this keeps happening and but it's fucking horrifying that this things like this keep happening and I just don't we don't ever do anything about it to change it like I it's just like thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers every single time but like legislation hasn't changed at all and it's just sad too because like I saw it I saw the I don't know the news about it and I was I don't know it's like it's a it's like you get fatigued because you hear about this like Mm -hmm. almost on a weekly basis. And then there's so many that we don't hear about that don't make the news because maybe they're not mass shootings. They could be like, I don't know. It's just like, we're just so used to hearing about it and it should shock us. Like 
Right. Yeah, we shouldn't, we should never not be shocked by this, but I don't know. It's just, it is so close to here and it's crazy to think that like we were all out on Saturday night in downtown Denver and just literally an hour south of us, someone was shooting up a club. Like that easily could have happened to me like up here like we were you know anywhere like I was like for Halloween you know we were at the freaking club like I don't know and it's not just clubs I mean I remember uh, I don't know was it a couple years ago now I just I'm thinking of the grocery store was it like a King Supers in Boulder Mm -hmm. like it it could be the grocery store anywhere church the bar yeah I think about it all the time you know yeah I think about, like, especially when we go to, like, big festivals or something, like, mm. like a taco festival or, like, a beer festival, like, where a ton of people are congregating as well. And, like, that, I mean, I think every single time I go to something like that, I think about it and it's, it's so scary. It is scary. But you can't, like, not live your life, you know? Absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> let's on a lighter note. Let's talk about this <laughs> terrible Fucking human that killed uh, possibly four hundred people. Right. Oh my Just god. Just a nice light episode here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the movie uh, was really good, though. It was really yeah. fun. It was intense. Yeah, it's a freaking good movie. So we're talking about the good nurse. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix, like, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, is that where I watched it? <laughs> on Netflix. Go watch it. I mean. Spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> yeah, go watch yeah. it and then come back to this episode. Right. Unless yeah. I mean, don't want to watch unless it. you like generally know, I mean, it's about, um, literally what, like who may, someone who may be the most prolific serial killer in American history, um, and he's a nurse and an absolute piece of shit. Um, but the movie is done really, really well. Um, Jessica Chastain is one of the main characters as well as then Eddie Redmayne um, is the is Charles Collins character yeah. who is the absolute worst human being. Um, they both did such a good job. Like they I feel like. They're both such good actors. Yeah. And, um, yeah, um, the Amy character was, like, just such a badass. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I felt bad that she was, like, so heavily involved in everything. Like, that must have been so difficult. But, like, her choices She's in the end, it's like, I was like, that's, I mean, I can't imagine she, how scary that must have been. She's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Oh my gosh. So let's let's see. I know we don't yeah. want to get too too detailed like play by play, but I'm trying to think of like like I know it starts with like a code. So it kind of like sets the tone. And I'm thinking that that was probably like at his old hospital. Mhm. Mhm. And that's how they like introduce the movie and like him and you're just like, "Oh, this is <laughs> this is really dark." Mhm. It is really intense. Um Yeah, the whole movie like basically is Char like Charlie 
he goes by Charlie. Charlie Cullen gets a job at this new hospital and he befriends Amy Laughrin. Laughrin? Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Um, and they become really good friends. Yeah. And it just follows, like, I don't know, it starts out and you think, like, he seems like a nice guy, like, has two kids, like, is really, like, supportive and sweet with Amy because <laughs> she has, um, she has cardiomyopathy. Thank you. I was like, it's, yeah. it's myopathy, right? Um, she finds out she has cardiomyopathy, so she can, like, and they, it's literally, they're literally working in an ICU and she, you know, oh has to like give compressions all the time and she like can't She's about breathe. to have a fucking heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. And like they show her at her doctor's appointment getting like an EKG and stuff and they're basically like, yeah, this you is real. This is really serious. Like you shouldn't be working. And she was like, I can't because I need my health insurance. And she was a single mother mm-hmm. and yeah, with her two daughters. Um. Yeah. So that's and intense. Mhm. And it Yeah, and it and it shows him like really helping her, like, you know, mm-hmm. helping her with her anxiety and like breathing and like making sure that she is um not going to die at work. Like they tried and like work all the shifts together so he can have her back and like he comes over to her house and helps her with the kids, like Yeah. It's it, it paints a like a picture of a very normal, very supportive friend, and yeah. then, and then, and then people just the, keep like continue to die. Yeah. On the shift. first major death was Anna Martinez, I think her name was, mm-hmm. or at least in the movie. You know, mm-hmm. but um, she was an older woman, and I believe she was admitted because she had an allergic reaction to her husband's amoxicillin, something like mm-hmm. that. But, like, 77 years old was not necessarily, like, dying by any means. Yeah, it was getting better. Yeah. And then they both worked the night shift, and then they went home, slept during day shift, came back, and then I was, like, the charge nurse or someone who was, like, giving her report. And she was a bitch, but she was just like, yeah, 310 expired. I was like, what? Like, so casual. Like, yeah. And uh, Amy was like, what the? Like, I like you could tell she really cared about her patients. And Mm -hmm. it was shocking for her. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And they they were just like, what the fuck happened? Because she was like getting better. And that like kept happening to people. Um, Like they just kept being like, okay. Or like they didn't think that they were had any risk of like coding and dying like they were on the mend and then people just kept coding and they'd be like what what the fuck like girl kelly who was like young like i don't know why she was there but she had a Mm -hmm. newborn baby and just like yeah she was a young woman like Mm -hmm. probably our age or in her third like in her mid-30s maybe but yeah like absolutely should not have died um but the investigation really began, like, with Anna. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. After her death, then the police showed up and started to, like, really look into her case and, like, all the circumstances around her death and, like, what medications she was given and, like, everything. But the hospital was really withholding information. So sketch. Like, the hospital 
I think had an inkling that something was going on, um, but didn't want to own up to that and was just like really like refraining from giving the police all of the information that they needed. Um, It's just like a huge example of profits over people, which is like something that's really evident in the healthcare system even now. I mean, mm -hmm. this is such an extreme example because it was covering up deaths, which is so crazy to even like fathom, Mm -hmm. but it's how it is. It's a business and they care about money Mm -hmm. and saving their own asses and they don't want to deal with like bad press. Um, right they don't want people to not come to their hospital so they are just trying to like sweep everything under the rug um but what was wild to me was like that the first initial like when they first started investigating Anna's death it was like seven weeks after she had died so like Mm -hmm. she was already cremated so they couldn't even do an autopsy so they were kind of stuck with like they they were like this is all we have and it was just like a little folder with a tiny folder it. it had like well, nothing like and well because yeah the hospital like didn't give them they gave the us them paper. literally like three sheets of paper and so they knew the nurses that were working on the shift and they only gave them the pixis printout for not even like maybe the 24 hours around her death or whatever um they didn't give her, them like really any information and i'm trying you you just watched it today so i'm like how did yeah. they initially like get his name yeah he they were like looking at the list of rns and then they were just trying to see if they could find anyone with a criminal record that's and right. they were like okay this guy charles cullen he uh, i wrote it down let's see it was something like mm, oh yeah trespass uh, well in the movie trespassing in pa and then they called that like someone to like find out more information about this and then he apparently had slashed co-workers tires after yes. they broke up which i think is like somewhat true because i know he stalked a co-worker yeah life. so he in march 1993 he broke into a co-worker's home while they were sleeping left without waking them and then started phoning them frequently leaving like messages and following her from work and at work and around town and then um She filed a complaint, and then he pleaded guilty to trespassing and was placed on a probation for a year. Okay. Yeah. So they were like, okay, this is a red flag, obviously. Um, So then, yeah, his name was, like, something that kept coming up. And then Mm -hmm. that's when, like, Amy started to get more involved. But, like, I think, you know, in the beginning she was, like, she didn't want to see that about her friend because, like you said, like, he was such – he appeared to be such mm-hmm. a kind person mm-hmm. and a good nurse. And like, and that's what she said to, to the police. She was like, he's a good nurse. <laughs> yeah. And she was so freaking smart. Like they brought her in for questioning um, because she had worked that previous shift. And they were like, can you tell if there's us if there's anything wrong with these labs? Um, and she was like, she was like, oh, it looks fine. And then she was like, huh. I don't even remember what she said. It like went way over my head. Um, but basically there was a lab that indicated that um, she had had insulin in her system, but that wasn't something that was on her MAR. Um, she was not diabetic. Like there was literally no reason for her to have um, 
not an insulin, like not that the body's created, like she could tell that it was like an injection of insulin, like someone had given it to her. Um, Yeah, it was, was I think it was just her sugar. I think her sugar just plummeted and she was just like, they're probably so much more familiar with that. Like, I feel like I'm not, because I I don't give insulin really in the NICU often at all. Um, But I think she just probably saw like the trend and then saw like, why is this glucose like... She, there was like some marker that she could tell that there was artificial okay. insulin. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, Crazy. correct us. I have no idea. I couldn't, I didn't remember um, what yeah. it was. And she was like, oh, that's really weird. Like that must be an error. Like the mo- like she just, they had asked her about Charlie and she was like, oh, he wouldn't do that. Like he wouldn't make a mistake like that, blah, 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 blah. Like, was totally defending him yeah but probably and like at least put it on her radar where she like she was like in denial about it but at the same time like the the seed was planted i guess Mm -hmm. um but then like there was another code and i'm pretty sure that the patient didn't make it and she was like sitting in the floor of the medication room by the pictus and then charlie came in pulled i don't know what it was but pulled something and gave it mm-hmm. to her, and she was like, you're going to get fired. And he was like, no, I won't, because if you cancel on the pictures early enough, like, it doesn't know that you, like, took it out. Like, it still opened up the the, the drawer popped open or something. Mm-hmm. He was like, there's a fault in the system. But, like, mm-hmm. she should have known right there. Like, the fact that you know that and you're willing to, like, steal a medication, even though it's for my own benefit because, like, we're friends, like, that was a red yeah. flag. You know? Totally. And it was, like, the way that they honestly, like – the foreshadowing in that movie and all the little hints that they gave the whole way was so like it's so good oh my gosh like at the beginning like when they first meet like they realize that they had worked with the same person um at a past job like that happens at the very beginning and um then yeah they show him like taking out these meds and there's just like all these little things that you're like Huh, but they're still portraying him as like such a good friend and like yeah. he seems like such a good person um and as the viewer I mean at least how I felt is like I knew like you know the whole time from I mean you know that he's the the one who's doing it like it's not like yeah a who who done it kind of situation it's like obviously mm-hmm. it's him but you still like him like kind mm-hmm. of like, still like it's weird somewhat invest because he seems like a sweetheart it's also because that actor is like a precious I freaking love him. person i love yeah. him yeah um yeah i do like because it because it's him and when you look up the real charlie cullen and you're like oh you're like ew <laughs> it's not eddie That'll he doesn't look day. like eddie redmayne <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the investigators were eventually banned from like the hospital property mm-hmm. and then because the freaking investigator like yelled at the hospital administrator and was like you know what you're doing you're like like you know what you're, you're doing hiding like, evidence and then basically. she he, oh she tried to get up and leave and he was like sit the fuck down yeah. <laughs> yeah. i liked them a lot yeah I was one like, actor oh. I, I don't know his name but the one actor is always a cop the, yeah like the white mm-hmm. guy um, uh-huh totally but he's great he's like the, a great like cop character um but they get banned and then they visit her Amy at her home and she's like oh fuck because like my children are in there and everything and they just walk up to her and she's just like I don't know what happened to her and then they're like who are you talking about and she's like Kelly 
and they're they didn't even know about that they were there to talk about anna so then they were like there's been another unexplained death so then that's when she's like oh shit so then she starts to like be a little bit more suspicious Mm-hmm. And then she meets with Pocket Rocket. I'm not sure what her actual name is. But yeah, I can't remember it either. Charlie had worked with and and Amy had gone to school with her or something like that. Um, so they like catch up at a diner and then, yeah, she's the friend is basically just like, yeah, I I do remember him and he has a reputation and there's a rumor that he OD'd someone, like he killed someone, and that he would spike the the bags of insulin and. Amy's just like, like, you know, you can see like all the connections being made and she's mm-hmm. just like, oh my gosh, that's like, it has to be true. Yeah. And then she goes, tells the investigators that she's going to pull hit like Charlie's full Pixis report because the hospital had told the police that, oh, it deletes after like four 72 weeks. hours yeah. or four weeks. Yeah. Four weeks yeah. or something. Um, Not 72 hours, but um, it deletes. So we don't have those records from seven weeks ago. And she said they say that to her, and she was like, "It's a computer; it doesn't delete it. Like it's always in there." Exactly. She was like, "Okay, I'm gonna pull it for you," and like notices that there's a ton of like insulin that has been um, canceled, that mm-hmm. like for on his record, and I think there was also some digoxin as well um, that he had, yeah, obviously like selected tried to pull it then canceled it enough time but it still shows up on the record but the police were like i mean yeah obviously we know that's what he's doing but There's it not, shows like, that he canceled that he it it doesn't yeah. prove that he actually took it out yeah. um, they were like, did you see him do it and she was like well no but look then I, in my head i'm thinking well you did see him get whatever med he pulled for you but mm-hmm. she didn't say it yeah but she knew that that wasn't insulin or ditch either so it's like what are you gonna say it's so crazy and then once she sees all that he has like pulled all this insulin she goes into the supply room she like runs in I think like on her day off right and like goes in the supply room and is like going through all the bags um the ivy bags that are stored in there to see if any of them have a leak and, yeah. like, she finds one that does have a leak in it. And she literally, like, gives herself a heart attack. Okay, I, that's not exactly what happened, but something happened. Like, she almost quite lit. <laughs> she literally, like, passes out and, like, yeah, yeah needs to go to the hospital. And then well, she's, like, she so, <laughs> so terrified of him because um, yeah, he's the one that comes <laughs> to get her. She's just, like – and he doesn't pick up on it, which is, like, really weird Um because, like, I feel like it was pretty obvious that she was acting weird as fuck. But yeah. Um, what was I going to say about that? So what he was doing is he'd pull the insulin and then he would just inject it into random um, bags of saline. And then the nurses, like, would just go grab one. So it wasn't like he would go into that pa- specific patient's room and inject it in there. It was like kind of just at random, like who was, who it was going to happen to. Yeah. And like these nurses, yeah, were just unknowingly killing people, but I mean, really it was him, mm-hmm. but I mean, honestly clever. If you're going to, you know, <laughs> do it. I mean, that's, it is like, it's yeah. Like who would think it's so fucked up that who would think to do something like that mm-hmm. and why, but um, another like, thing that helped the investigation along too was 
um, Tom, which was Kelly's husband, Amy went to his door and was, and basically, I don't know what, they didn't show what she said, but like, I'm assuming she said something like, we think that this, her death wasn't, you know, it, it was not, yeah, it was not accidental. Yeah. So then they dug up, this was like such an emotional scene too. I was like, I can't even imagine going through the death of your wife and then watching them dig up your wife's Mm -hmm. grave like it's Mm -hmm. just so traumatic but Mm -hmm. they did and I think the autopsy did help because they were able to like actually you know identify what was in her system Mm -hmm. and another point that the um the police like had was that he had worked at like nine different hospitals and none of them would answer any of their questions um like he just kept changing jobs just sketchy yeah but they were all like yeah they all were covering something up Mm -hmm. um and then eventually charlie is pulled in by that that blonde bitch (laughs) i don't know hospitals the hospital administrator some whatever the hell she is yeah bitch um, but she fires him, and she basically is like, what were your dates of employment at this hospital? And he was like, um, I think this month to this month. And she's like, actually, I called them, and it's May and not June. You're fired. So he is fired, but it's obviously a cover-up because she knows that he's what he's doing. Like, everyone mm-hmm. knows. Mm-hmm. And crazy. then um, that day, like, I think – uh, what's her face? Why can't I think of Amy. God, I was going to say Anna. Um, Amy, um, was like, had to stay late at work or whatever. And she normally has this other babysitter, uh, and she gets home from work and realizes that that babysitter is gone and Charlie's there watching her two kids. And she, about has a fucking aneurysm like Emma is like trying to cover it up because she doesn't want him to know that she knows something or she doesn't want her like girls to get really freaked out and he's she just like yeah so well yeah he was just like yeah I, I sent whatever her name was home and she was like oh that's just so great of you wow and then he like basically it's like so I guess you heard like I was fired and she tries to like doesn't she try to like ask him like is are the rumors true or something like that maybe not that time Um, I don't think that time but I think I think he said did you did they tell you why and just kind of kind I think he was feeling out to see like what she knew and then she was just like she just said no because I think she wanted to see what he would say and then he said the thing about the dates. So and stupid. she like went along with it. And yeah, the way she handled it was actually like great because yeah. she really thought on her feet. Because she, I think she was like, I don't want him to know that I'm onto him mm-hmm. and I want this to seem normal. So she was just like, I like, I forget her. I think her oldest daughter's name was Alex. And she was just like, Alex has been having like a really rough time. She's been acting out. And, um, you know, I have been working so much and she did end up telling her, her daughter about her heart condition too. And I think that mm-hmm. really scared her. 
Um, so she was like, I just think that we need time, just me and, mm-hmm. and my daughters. And, and he was like, understanding. And, and he said, like, I wrote down a quote because it was so creepy. Um, everything's okay. I got, I got you. I got my girls. And she was probably just like, huh? like bye. Get no. out of my house. Get away. <laughs> like, you do not have me. But then she agrees with the police that she's going to wear a wire and try and see if she can get him to admit to something. And they end up going to lunch at a cafe and try to start talking about it. It does not. It does not go well. <laughs> he doesn't it give up. It was so tense. It was so tense. He doesn't give up anything completely just like changes the subject a couple times and it's like I don't want to talk about I can't remember the name of the hospital I don't want to talk about that she was like and then he says yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then he said he's going to he had already gotten a new job it was like two days later that he was like starting like gonna go start that night at a new job in a new hospital and she yeah. was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, he's going to keep doing this. Um, and he ends up, dri- while he's driving to that hospital, he ends up getting pulled over and they arrest him. Yeah. But they could only hold him for, what, 72 hours? I think it was 48, yeah. Um, Which is he- like nothing. And he would not talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, just, oh my God. Those scenes like were so intense. Yeah. The, yeah. Ooh, he, like, completely, like, you that could just tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The investigator was, like, trying like trying to, like, say whatever he could to, like, oh, like, that was a really, like, a really clever way of doing that. I, I've never seen that before. So, like, why'd you do it? Like, we know exactly what you did. We know that you spiked the bags of insulin. Like, did you just, like, target women? Or, like, did you, like, what was, so was it because of, like, mm-hmm. your mom or, like, maybe your ex-wife? Because I would totally understand that. And, like, he was definitely getting triggered, but he was just like, I, he was just breaking down. He's just like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then he was. He said, I can't for about like forever, t- two minutes, and like it and like escalated. He, that was like such a good. He, God, he's such a good actor. It was so um, scary. I was like, okay, I guess, I guess yeah. you can't. And then yeah, he wouldn't talk, and the investigators ended up showing up at. Um, Amy's house and they're like I mean we're gonna have to let him go like he's not gonna say he's not saying anything um and that's when she fucking steps up I don't know how she did this but she's incredible um she went to see him and got him to fucking talk yeah she just like had such like she was able to like I don't know how, how genuine it was or not but maybe part of it was like in her heart because she mm-hmm. I think she was really reaching to like remember the kindness that he showed her because he really did mm-hmm. like help her through a lot. So mm-hmm. it's hard to even imagine someone that you loved could be capable of such things. But she basically said that to him. Like, yeah, I still am trying to see the goodness and like and she treated him with kindness and like put her sweater around him and like touched him and, and showed him like humanity and then. Mm-hmm. and said like I need you to do one more thing for me and he like basically was like yes I'll do anything <laughs> and she was like I need you to tell the truth and he did and so he did um, he said I just I just did it he had no did it. reason behind it he just did it 
And yeah. She asked why. And the only thing that he said was, they didn't stop me. It's almost Mm -hmm. like, because I could. Because he could, because he didn't get caught, didn't get in trouble, like could switch jobs, could just continue to do it. That's why he continued to do it. Like, what? So fucked up. So awful that this, like, and people had suspicions this entire time and nothing, like so many people could have been saved. Um, And we don't even know. Yeah, well, in the last slide, basically, he's like, it says he's sentenced to, like, I don't know, 18 consecutive life terms or something mm-hmm. like that. But it says, like, he pled guilty to the murder of 29, but it could be mm-hmm. as many as 400. And it said yeah. none of the hospitals stopped him, and never any criminal proceedings happened at any of the hospitals. So all the hospitals are just still just, like, functioning to this day. It's like, so crazy. Getting off scratch free. Like, it's really scary and it's concerning like i mean at least there's a light shine on it now but i mean this was Mm -hmm. the early 2000s or like 90s 2000s yeah it was the early 90s um and then he was arrested in 2003 okay so started he became a nurse in like 1993 or 1992 and then did it all up until his arrest in 2003 so he could very easily have killed 400 people um but and that would make him the most like prolific serial killer um it's just like fucking crazy and I wanted to just talk a little bit about kind of his background because I was like how does this happen like how does someone just like become a nurse and then want to kill everyone like I just like it's beyond me um he I was reading this on all on Murderpedia, but he had a really terrible childhood apparently. Um, And he tried to commit suicide at age nine for the first time by drinking chemicals from a chemistry set. So awful. So that's terrible. Like, oh my God. And that was the first time of, he literally tried about 20 more times to commit suicide over the course of his life. I mean, he's still alive, but... Like, that he was in such a dark, dark place. One of them, he literally jabbed a pair of scissors into his head. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, my God. I saw yeah, one like, about a bathtub what? and, like, something, like a grill. And he tried to, like, inhale the carbon monoxide. Mm. He got real creative. He jabbed scissors into his head? Yep. And survived. <laughs> Oh my god, honey, like don't do that. Just and do the he, carbon monoxide again. He was so disturbed. So troubled. Like yeah. that's off. I mean, from to commit try to commit suicide at nine years old. Like what the so, fuck? How do and you even he, know what that is? But he was surrounded by so much death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his, his mom died, died in a Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> His dad died when he was seven months old. Mm. I don't know how. But then, yeah, his mom died when he was a senior in high school in a car accident. And then he did mention that in the movie, too. But, like, yeah. they basically fu- like lost her body. But they ended up cremating her body instead of returning mm. it. Which and I'm his sure that is enough to fuck up a person. Seriously. His sister was also the one that was driving the car when his they got into the accident. 
and that killed his mom. I think so. It didn't say that she died. Um, he was actually like previously in the Navy and then got discharged in 1984 after he attempted suicide again. So they discharged him. Then he went to nursing school, um, and graduated in 1987 and then he began his first job um so yeah i was wrong when i said that he started kill his as a nurse in 1992 he started as a nurse in 1987 so yeah just a ton more time there yeah and he was married at one point and had two kids and that was all fucked up because Apparently, he would, like, spike people's drinks with lighter fluid. This is according to her. He denied everything. Um, He burned his daughter's books. And he also, like, abandoned his children. He left them with a babysitter for a week. So then she filed a restraining order against him. And then eventually, they obviously got divorced. Jesus. Because I had – I saw, too, that he was an alcoholic. And he also abused pets by, like, placing them in bowling bags and trash cans. Um, made prank calls to funeral homes. Like, what Ooh. the fuck is wrong with you? How did the man He's... like this actually, like, with also with all of your psychiatric background, the fact that he was able to, like, go to nursing school and, like, I mean, not that people with mental health issues, but this is a different level. Like, this is not just having depression. Like, you are very sick. And, like, these very things, sick. Like, like, should have been, like, I don't know if this person is safe. To take care of other people. Like, our job is so... <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have people's lives in our hands, honestly. like It's crazy. It's, like, really... I mean, mental health was not um, talked about, like, ever. So, at this time, like, it was not the way that it is now. And I feel like he would have been... He would be hospitalized now. Like, yeah. well before any of this happened. Like, he would have, he would be getting help. And, and honestly, yeah, did. hopefully at, like, age nine or, be, you know, before that, I'm sure he's had signs before he just randomly st- tried to kill yeah. himself. But, like, I'm sh- like now, hopefully, like, you'd be able to get into therapy as a child. And, like, maybe mm-hmm. none of this would have happened. I mean, who knows? But you maybe medication yeah. and, like, there's just, yeah, so many more resources. But, like. It's so he, yeah, he started working as a nurse in 1987 and he was working at St. Barnabas Medical Center and his first, he killed his first patient in June of 1988. And then he actually killed 11 patients at that hospital um, until 19, he quit in 1992 because hospital officials started looking into who was in, um, tampering with the IV bags. It's wild. Like, 11 people had to die before they were, like, look into it. Like, die under suspicious circumstances. Like, yes, people do pass away in the hospital all the time, but, like, these were, like, intense codes because of like they had insulin in their system and their sugar bottomed out and they like started having seizures and then, or they had digoxin in their, mm-hmm. yeah, like, crazy. it's just crazy. It is. It's so crazy. 
and it all happened like where I grew up pretty much summer yeah New Jersey it's like 25 miles from my house so fucking crazy no yeah and And some happened in Pennsylvania too Mm -hmm. yeah I'd never heard of it um yeah so crazy oh my god and I don't know if he's technically like considered like the original angel of death um you know because that's like what they call like nurses or doctors or whatever that kill patients which is just like I can't even fathom um and it's crazy to me that like I mean all this is but that he was just he was just so fucked in in the brain he became a nurse and he just immediately started killing people like he hadn't killed people before that yeah and yeah it's like and that you're still able to do your job like he's just on his off time going into the med room injecting these bags like yeah who knows who's gonna die like who's gonna code tonight Ooh, and then he goes in and i'm sure he's giving bed baths and he's actually giving the correct meds and like Mm -hmm. you're actually like able to perform like nursing care and and like obviously show kindness and have relationships Mm -hmm. with people and friendships and um, there was one case that i read let me find the details of it again because it was like in February 1992, he was working um, in a hospital in New Jersey, and he ended up murdering three elderly women there by giving them overdoses of um, dejoxin, 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 and his final victim said that a sneaky male nurse had injected her as she slept, but family members and other healthcare workers dismissed her comments so scary like you're just like an elderly person you're so powerless too like you just like i don't know you're you're in such a vulnerable position it makes me think about my sweet patients that i have now they're all like like greater usually like 16 up a lot of them are usually in their like 80s (laughs) like they're so sweet like they uh i just yeah um could do that so some of it was like very disconnected murders like with the bags but some of it was like i choose you mm-hmm. like yeah I'm inject you and have a good night i'll code you yeah, in a I few think, hours i think some of them yeah he would like go in and actually spike the bag that was hanging and they were getting but and the other thing is that he would inject it into the entire bag so it was a super slow infusion of these meds so it would be like such a delayed reaction instead of like you inject that straight into the vein that's going to be like a pretty immediate code um and so like not i mean he's terrible but like smart quote unquote on his part like then you don't they're not people aren't going to like necessarily associate it with you yeah especially especially if you're also injecting it into the bags and other nurses are hanging it unknowingly. Yeah, like he could have potentially not even taken care of any, like some mm-hmm. of these patients, like mm-hmm. never touched them. Could not even be there that shift. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, he could have done, put these back, like spiked the bags a couple days before or whatever. Um, mm. Yeah. So sick. It's so sick. Um, so like we said, he... 
got 18 life consecutive life life sentences um he's currently still in NJ. jail um, prison baby mm-hmm. and he's terrible yeah fuck you dude fuck You're disgusting yeah disgusting human being um and i yeah i just it's just like it's crazy to me that as a nurse like all i want to do is help people you know like that's just like why i do this why we do this like we love our patients and this fucker yeah to even like he was go so, like to i don't know i wonder if he went with this intention all along to nursing school because mm-hmm. it's not like because he was fucked up already you know like there was so yeah. much that already happened so it's almost like this was just like oh this is a good way for me to just like get my hatred out and mm-hmm. and i can get away with it and then he he liked it because he did get away with it for so long he's the fucking worst yeah it's really it's really crazy it's shocking yeah it is shocking but the movie's really well done um, yeah. like, everyone should watch it i don't even know i'm not laughing at the situation it's just it's a good movie um it and is, and it's a, it's a. I mean, I hate that it's a good story, but like, it, like it, it is. <laughs> right, like we're not obviously not, like we hate him and think he's an awful human being. So, but it's, they it's just like a, a story that is a, it makes a good movie. Like it's a, I don't know. Like unfortunately, yeah, yeah, like it does. Um, if you are into crime, yeah, and. And nursing, like it's yeah, I it's just like an it interesting accurate too. Mm-hmm. Like, like a lot of times when I'm watching like a hospital show or something, I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. Like that's so stupid. But this was like, I mean, it was that I felt mm-hmm. like it was pretty factual and like yeah, the things that they were saying actually made sense and everything. So I think from a nurse's point of view, like I could appreciate that. Definitely. Um, I wonder if like the I don't know like the technology of like the Pixis and like everything else charting and everything if someone like that i mean then there's lucy leppy but i'm thinking i wonder if someone like that could get away right. with that now because it was over 20 years ago mm-hmm. but i don't know i know that the politics are still the same at the hospitals <laughs> uh, definitely because one of them did have like insulin she injected air into their veins but a lot some one of them one or two of them, I feel like, had a medication that they weren't supposed to have in their system. Um, so that's just insulin. really curious to me, like, how you're getting your hands on that. Um, because, yeah, everything is so locked down. But I don't know how it is in other countries. Because, obviously, that was in England. Um, or in the UK. But, um, yeah, it's freaking crazy. And there's no... We are still paying attention to the Lucy Leppe um, trial. There are really no updates at this point. It's like week six of the trial. They're still just going through the cases of each of the infants that um, she allegedly killed. So it's long. It's a long trial. But if once like something big happens, we'll absolutely probably do an entire another episode on it. Um, 
it's just like so crazy that and it's happening in real time um I don't know like we've said we love talking about true crime so if you guys like that and there's I mean there's other nurses or like medical hair professionals that have like done crazy shit like this um if you want us to talk about it we will let yeah. us know I mean I know that the thank you the the Lucy Leppy episode that we did was um you guys Pretty must have been sending it to your friends and stuff so like we really appreciate that yeah um, but it was a successful episode so yeah let us know yeah if you liked it and what else you want to hear and it really helps us if you guys go on and like rate review subscribe um our show on apple Podcasts or spotify um it's really helpful we love doing this and want to continue to do it and like yeah we want it to grow and yeah. some we'd love to somehow make money off of it we don't know how to do that but <laughs> yeah I feel like I mean it's I feel like we've already had success like I'm super happy with where we've already Same. um gotten to but yeah I mean just fully transparent like it's not free to um record on like where we record like mm-hmm. if you have, do have to pay a membership um it's not very expensive but it would be nice to at least even break like break even um so we have started doing ads which is super exciting like mm-hmm. um and that's awesome to like that's why we're we're doing the ads is to hopefully like actually be able to make some money to be able to like to pay for our yeah you know to record um, exactly yeah because we unfortunately we have to <laughs> have to use some kind of service um yeah to do it um so yeah it just helps us if you guys rate and review and um helps us to get more sponsors and people that we like yeah we would love there's so many companies that we would absolutely love to partner with and to do that we like have to have you know good ratings and like more following and everything so it just helps us out a lot Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we would love feedback like what you want to hear what you like we want to give you what you want to hear so yeah all the mm-hmm. things, all those things. But, but we really appreciate you guys who keep coming back and listening to us every week. It is crazy that someone's listening to my voice right now. Like that's so I know. Weird. It's like <laughs> so crazy. And yeah, I don't know. We just are so grateful for you guys yeah. and uh, appreciate you so, 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 so much. All right. Well, love yeah. you guys. And we'll chat with you next week. We're going to have an awesome guest. Um, yes. We actually met at TravCon. Brandy. Another TravNurse 101. She's amazing. She is amazing. She's going to have some incredible insight to share. Um, She's a travel nurse mentor, so she's going to be awesome. Uh, So definitely stay tuned for that episode and enjoy your post-Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. See you guys. Bye, guys. I feel like we got some good stuff in there. Maybe. This podcast is produced by Emily Richardson and Hannah Quirk. The intro music is by Dan Lemire. Please help us out and rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at drunkordelirious or send us an email at drunkordelirious at gmail.com.